0: Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, we'll be talking FIBA World Cup. We'll give you a wrap-up of that as far as the USA team goes and what lies ahead for them. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, so we are back with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast, with yours truly of course, and right about now we're going to break down the FIBA World Games, as far as the games of basketball that was being played, for a medal and all those sort of things. So let's get into it. Of course, our focus is on the USA. I'll tell you the roster of the team. I'll do it alphabetical. At forward, Paulo Boncaro, and he played with the Orlando Magic. And, by the way, he's coming off his rookie season, so there's that. Also at forward, Mikael Bridges of the Brooklyn Nets. At guard, Jalen Brunson of the New York Knicks, who was actually the captain of this team. Guard, Anthony Edwards from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Guard, Tyrese Hollyburton. Of the Indiana Pacers forward Josh Hart of the New York Knicks forward Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans forward slash center I would say Jaron Jackson jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies forward Cameron Johnson of the Brooklyn Nets at center Walker Kessler of the Utah Jazz who also is coming off his rookie season center forward Bobby Portis Jr. of the Milwaukee Bucks. And then rounding out guard Austin Reeves. So that is your roster as far as the USA go. They played in five exhibition games. And won all five of those games. They beat the likes of Puerto Rico. Slovenia. They also beat Spain. Germany and kind of a close game. And also Greece. So... They go 5-0 on their exhibition tour. So with that said, they enter the FIBA World Cup. And in the first round, they do well. They beat New Zealand 99-72. That's the game where New Zealand does kind of the tribal war chant and so forth. Supposed to intimidate their opponents. Not so much for the USA. So, the USA wins big in that game. Then, the next game, they would go on to win 109-81 over Greece. And then, in the third game of the first round, they defeat Jordan. one hundred ten to 62. So, they go through the first round unscathed. 3-0. Then, you go to the second round. Second round, they face and defeat Montenegro. 85 to 73 and then they suffered their first loss in the FIBA World Games where they lose to Lithuania and they lose that game 110 to 104 and that's a game where Lithuania was absolutely unconscious from 3. They actually hit their first nine shots from 3. And for the game they end up going 14 of 25. So they couldn't miss from three. And that really sunk the U.S. team. So, so they end up losing the game. So now they're 4-1. Then they reach the quarterfinals where they beat Italy 163, 63 And then the next two games, not so good guys. In the semifinals, they are defeated by Germany 113-111. to in a very close game there, but they couldn't get the win. And in that game, there was no Brandon Ingram. Well, I'll talk about the players in depth in a minute. And then in the bronze game, where they face Canada, a team that's pretty loaded with NBA star talent. And in that bronze game, they go down to Canada 127. To 118 and that game actually went into overtime. So, the U.S. team comes home without any medals. Of course, they are now the subject of ridicule all over the place. And, you know, this roster was flawed. I'll give you that. Definitely could use some more bigs. I mean, the fact that you had to go with Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a fine player in his own right, but I think he needed more than him. Walker Kessler, this is a kid coming off his rookie season, so for him to be thrown into international play right off the bat, I don't think that was fair to him. Bobby Portis Jr., eh, I mean, you know, it wasn't good inside, that's for sure. You could have used the likes of a Brooke Lopez. You could have used the likes of a Jared Allen. You could have used the likes of even a... Evan Mobley, who's a defensive presence inside, who can defend multiple positions as well. But, yeah, so, not good, guys, not good. And Paulo Boncara, I mean, he's a power forward, but he kind of plays to the outside. He's not really a banger like that. He's taking this game more to the perimeter, so there's that. But, you would think they would at least get a medal, which they make history with this for them actually back-to-back years not to medal it hasn't happened since the 70s i want to say and then for a team like canada they get their first medal in 60 years so and i was talking to my boy d about this you know i remember canada where you barely had one or two players who had any kind of nba background Now you got a team full of them. So, this is a different Canada team than the teams I grew up with. I remember Steve Nash being on there, but not much of anything else, to be honest with you. So, Canada has come a long way. And I think the bottom line, guys, is the world has caught up. And, you know, if you're the USA, you got to bring a solid team there. You have to do it. You know, now you got players saying, before I even go there, in terms of the players that could return maybe for the Paris Olympics in 2024, I would say definitely Anthony Edwards, who really showed himself in this round of play. He really played well. Mikhail Bridges is a guy I think you can bring back, especially a guy who's durable, who can defend Definitely need those type of role players on your team. So I could definitely see him coming back. Maybe a Josh Hart. Even though him and Mikhail is kind of in the same vein in that regard. Josh Hart a better rebounder that's for sure. So you need those kind of role players amongst the stars. You, you need guys to do the dirty work. Therese hollyburton I'm lukewarm on that. I don't know if he comes back. Especially if you get guys like the guys I'm gonna name, then where's their room for Holly Burton? So So there's that. Austin Reeves, I think a guy who could possibly be on the fence. He played well in this tournament. I grant you that. He definitely did. Jalen Brunson, I think his game more caters to the NBA than international play. You know, it's just hard for him to kind of get off the type of shots that he usually gets in the NBA during the international play but you know he did the best he could then you have guys like Brandon Ingram I don't know what happened with him but him and Steve Kerr just didn't click whatsoever and he was kind of made the fall guy a little bit there then Steve Kerr replaced him in the lineup with Josh Hart so there's that dynamic so I would when the season starts guys I would circle the first Pelicans-Warriors game because I think Brandon Ingram probably is going to have a chip on his shoulder from you know, the way he was dealt with in these games. But that's a story for another day. Jaron Jackson, I just think too much of the load was on him. He ended up getting into foul trouble and things like that. And once that happened, the USA team really got exposed. So, again... If you have a guy like Jared Allen in there, you don't have to tax Jaron Jackson Jr. that much. You needed another legit big in there. Someone with, I guess, kind of experience. Oh, Brooke Lopez. Somebody who's a vet who's played internationally before. He's a guy you could have used. And that was another flaw with this team. There was no player with previous international experience. Other than maybe Jalen Brunson when he was with the 19 and under team. I mean, apart from that, no one here really had international play experience. And you have to have that on your team, I think. Yeah, so that was another thing with this team. And then now you have, before I go to the guys wanting to play, so, when all is said and done, Germany ends up getting the gold medal. They beat Serbia 83-77. to Germany with a team comprising of Dennis Schröder, who was actually the captain. And remember, during these FIBA games, him and the coach got into it a little bit. But, I guess, uh, you know, sometimes a little tension is good for your team. So, I guess that kind of helped the team. So, you had Dennis Schroeder as the captain, Franz Wagner from the Orlando Magic, along with his brother, Mo Wagner, and Daniel Weiss, who's with the Indiana Pacers at last check. So, you have these guys here with international experience, and plus, you have a German team that's, you know, played together pretty much during the Euro Leagues and all that kind of stuff, so, and that's the thing, guys. When you already have a f- team that's formed and you're just adding pieces like a Schroeder, like the Wagner boys. You know, it's not much of an adjustment you have to make. Whereas the USA team, you're just throwing everybody together and hoping for the best. So there's that dynamic. Serbia. Actually, that is the Jokers. His team. But he didn't play in these games. Uh, Nikolai Jokic. He didn't play in these games. But Bogdan Bogdanovich did. And he was the captain of the Serbian team. Along with Nikola Jovic. Not to be confused with Jokic. And he's the young player from the Miami Heat actually. The forward from the Miami Heat. And Felipe Petrušev, That's another player with NBA experience as well. And then of course the... Lithuanian team that the USA lost to during the second round. That had Giannis Valachunas on there. As well as Ignaz Braghese and also Madagas Kamingstas. These are guys who played in the NBA at some point. Actually, two of these guys were former Knicks. And then you have Rokas Jokubaitis. And the Knicks have the draft rights to him, but he continues to stay overseas. So one day he'll come over. We'll see. Yeah, so you have that dynamic there. And then the Canadian team full of NBA players, like I said. Kelly Olenek, he was actually the captain of this team. R.J. Barrett of the Knicks was there. Shai Gilkis-Alexander, Dylan Brooks, as well as Lou Dort, Dwight Powell, Nikhil Alexander Walker. So, you have all these guys that's played in the NBA. So, again, I say the fact that most of these teams have at least one player who is playing in or has played in the NBA. So, and that's the whole thing with you know the NBA being so global. These guys are gonna come in and you know they come from all these different countries, and that's a good thing to grow your game. But in the same token, you got to know that the growth of the game means your team has to adapt to that growth. Yeah, so with all that said, again, USA, no medals. They come home empty handed. Now you got players who want to play now. Braun James has come out. He said him and AD would like to be a part of the next team. Also, Steph Curry, there's been rumblings about him joining. Kevin Durant, De'Aaron Fox now. Even Kyrie Irving, I heard his name. That would be an interesting dynamic. Devin Booker, Draymond Green, Damian Lillard. Those are other names that are being thrown out there. Most of these guys have played on the international stage. so, And that's the whole thing. Somebody in the USA's... I want to say front office, but amongst management there has to impress upon these players the importance of playing in these international games. Not just the Olympic games, but the FIBA games, which are highly competitive. And some people say it's even more competitive than the Olympics themselves. So someone has to get that point across. I understand. I get it. Grant Hill is now in charge of that sort of thing now that he's been handed the reins. But... You know, Grant. And that's the thing, Grant is such a nice guy. But he's gotta, you know, lay down the law that look, you know, we, we need you for these other tournaments as well as the Olympics. So I don't know how you get that done, but Grant Hill and the powers that be have to figure that out. So with that said, as terms of the coaching, I'm gonna say something that probably gonna sound outlandish, but I'll say it. Steve Kerr needs to be one and done as USA coach. He does too much of this small ball, and that's not going to work on the international stage. It just isn't. So, predecessor of his, Don Nelson, even he knew better (laughs) when he coached Dream Team 2. He had Shaquille O'Neal on there. He can't can't go small when you got a Shaquille O'Neal in your arsenal. No, No way. You have to adapt to the international play. So, I say, and it's not unprecedented, guys, where a coach is like one and done. We've seen it with, for instance, how this stuff all came to be. John Thompson, the late John Thompson. He coached that 1988 team of college kids that pretty much got ran over by the Russian team and others. And that kind of laid the groundwork for... NBA players to now be invited or a part of the international play. So so he was one and done. Larry Brown, who we know what his team did. I believe they even failed the medal. And you saw what happened with that. So it's not out of the realm of possibility to have a coach one and done. So I say put Eric Spolstra as the next USA olympic coach eric spolstra i trust him to employ bigs because you're gonna need them especially in the olympics especially if you end up getting a guy like bam out of bayou to be on the team you know spolstra is gonna play him you know you're adding a guy like anthony davis and jaron jackson jr then you got a solid middle there so you add those three guys now you're saying something but this small ball stuff, that's not going to work overseas. It's just not. You know, the fact that Josh Hart ended up being the lead rebounder over there is insane. So, yeah, I think Steve Kerr, if I was Grant Hill, I'd be like, Steve Kerr, you know, we appreciate what you did in this brief time, but we need to go in a different direction. And that's okay. That's all right. Again, a guy like Eric Spolstra, I can even go Tyrone Lew if you want. But I would say Eric Spolstra first. Get a guy like that to coach this team. And then, you know, you're saying something, but and then, you know, Steve Curry wants to make excuses as far as those teams had continuity. We didn't. You know, now could be the complaint of any USA basketball coach. That could be their complaint. But you gotta suck it up and Whip these guys into shape and have them go out there. You know, you didn't say that during the exhibition games where you went 5-0. and So, why is it all of a sudden a problem when you start getting into the latter stages of the tournament? So, I'm just putting it out there, guys. Grand Hill, I don't know if you're listening, but yeah, tell Steve Kerr, you know, we appreciate what you did, but we're going in a different direction. And you bring in the Eric Spolstra then you bring home the gold in 2024. So that's just my thought on that. So anyhow, so I think this this is going to be a short episode, guys. I just wanted to cover the FIBA and so forth. My next episode, which will probably run together with this, will be the WNBA. The season's over now. We now get to talk WNBA playoffs. We'll do that. We'll talk about everything that's happened at the end. I'll give you my predictions for the postseason awards and so on and so forth so all right guys so that's going to do it for me all things basketball with gd.com that's the website to email me that's sportsdudegd at gmail.com you can send emails there write reviews guys write it on the website you can i'm on youtube you can go and like the video You can comment over there as well. Apple Podcasts, I'm there as well. You can also do reviews there also. So, you know, I'm all over the place, social media and so forth. Twitter and X, you know, we don't get along. But if I get desperate, then I go there. (laughs) All right. So that is it, guys. As always, I thank you for listening and we will talk soon. So my peeps. If you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at that at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal and that email is that at gmail.com. Also on my anchor page I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse and fan base. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast and take care and be safe.